0: I to try for it. And just so just
1: Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers with his penis, which is impressive. Yeah. And prospectively, probably peculiar. Say it
0: the least. It
2: has <laughs> grip? <laughs> <laughs> it <His did. laughs>
1: Ah, you even cracked a smile <laughs> with Katerina on that one. <laughs> You
2: broke cat. <laughs> <laughs> when you're good, you're good. <laughs> no better
1: way to start off the show. And welcome, Purjangers and Wallhangers fans, or as we call you, Walljangers, to the 351st Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation. We are none other than the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bucharel, the Matman. And next to me in the box is our wonderful woman, Katarina Thermascara. And of course, below me, but never, never anything else but above me, is one, Christopher (laughs) Bristow, the old man, and his daughter. Number two. Number two. Yes, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, all around us is our omnipotent presence—that is, Big Brother, Stephen Bucarell. Mm-hmm. But
0: until I run out of hot chocolate,
1: we <laughs> we gather here for the same reason, which is tonight: one punch for a third season. James Gunn wants connectivity and a primitive. Unreal 5 Stone Age, and so much more on the Triforce Podcast. Uh, We're going to hop on over to our first story that we're going to talk about here, which is none other than Man Season 3. It's been uh, about three years since the second season has wrapped up on the silver screen. Crunchyroll have reported that the third season of the show will be going into production. Key visuals drawn by the character designer Kakashi Kabuto, uh, Kabuta, and was posted alongside the announcement with the visual art of Saitama and Garou. Uh, it doesn't actually involve any... Doesn't involve any kind of teasers or what the season will actually involve. So there's still be, there's still maybe no plot whatsoever, like season two, and kind of season one. I mean, the whole show never really had a plot. You just got it at the name, One Punch Man. What does he do? Yeah, kills everybody in one punch. Actually,
0: he makes a mad cappuccino.
1: <laughs> he knows how to clip coupons out and savings. Okay? Seriously.
2: And also go after mosquitoes. Yeah, that too. That one didn't go out. Those are important skills.
1: But what are you hoping for with a season three? Besides my epic just plea for any kind of a plot whatsoever. Season
3: four. (laughs) Uh, For Connor to laugh hysterically. That's all I want.
1: You know what? I also want a better intro. Like season one. That season two intro was lame. Yeah, but so I... See, I like it because of a different reason, only
3: because Connor just laughs hysterically when it when he when it cuts from that like the serious to like the the deadpan <laughs> joking. He just yeah. goes ah! <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. Just hilarious. But
1: so right.
3: From a dad point of view, right. I I enjoy it.
1: You're allowed to have your dad point of view because you have that <laughs> buddy of mine over there enjoying it. So, it's a younger perspective than my old curmudgeon-y viewpoint of anime and animation. Um, Are you saying that you're becoming more the old man than I am? You predicted it, not me. I I did. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing you didn't predict. That's this next story. Transformers, uh, Beast Wars are about to hit our screen with Transformers: Rise of the Beast trailer popping up. Um, here's my thing. I love the biggie that they put in the trailer. I don't really appreciate. Now I know it's being nitpicky. The one thing about Transformers is that they are robots in disguise, right? If you look at the comparison to Cheetor and Bumblebee in this trailer, they're about Cheetor is about the size of a fucking Peterbilt.
0: (laughs) We're robots in wide open.
1: Look how big that goddamn gorilla is.
3: It's supposed to be the size of a gorilla.
1: Oh, he's just King Kong. You didn't know Optimus Primal's I didn't King know, Kong. Robots in the Spirit in the Sky.
2: Oh my gosh!
1: Don't give them ideas. That's where the musical comes. <laughs> Beast Wars the Musical. Ready for the golf spark. <laughs> oh boy! So one thing that. We can rule out right here because it's Reach in for the, stars. the story here is that Optimus and Bumblebee are in there. Obviously, other kinds of, um, like Mirage here, uh, other kinds of tra- uh, Transformers are going to be in there. We There's no way you're going to see a Predacon. They're not going to be in it. Huh. Um, instead, the antagonist this time around will be the Terracons. Which sounds like a bad Comic Con event. You know what it, I mean? It sounds like a bad Come on down band. to Terracons in Detroit. Sounds like a bad hairband. No, that's that's DC. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere in Wow. Anywhere, anywhere in wow. Philly. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, terracons. that's the best you came up with, which all right, I'll even admit not bad, but what about the um, what were the the beast enemies? The Predacons, yeah, no, those guys that were the Maximals' natural uh, enemies, like the Decepticons to the Autobots. No, no, why would you use the natural enemy? Just make up something new. That'll get people to watch. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> the robots, <laughs> they don't
0: bleed. Do you bleed? No.
1: I just watched Batman vs Superman. I've been, I went through all those movies. They're so great. Um, but I do have hope for this. I mean, I am a huge Beast Wars fan, man. I even went through, uh, I think I've rewatched that at least two or three times because it tied into original Transformers while being its own thing. And I mean, June, 2023, June, 2023 is going to be a hell of a year for films.
3: See, I remember Beast Wars when it was like, um, <laughs> that's when cgi was just starting like in its infancy
0: yep.
1: it is just as terrible as you remember
3: yeah thank you
0: for that even worse
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah no no it is even worse but the story is so good man you know me i'm a it's it's my thing i'm a, my kink is a good story as long as you got a good story in there i'm in and transformers beast wars just it had a great story, and that's where you got, uh, they got, got that hair spinoff. Folks. <laughs> they got that spin off show to where the Maximals actually got back to Cybertron, and Megatron already messed things up. And they were trying to bring organics back to the technological world. I tapped out at that, but we'll see how this one goes. It may not be all bad, a lot like our next story, because this is the way. The Mandalorian is going to be returning March 1st, 2023 for a season three with our man Grogu. Um, Of course, you see here the trailer they released earlier this year, the teaser trailer. um, Dave Filoni and um, Jon Favreau have been teasing. Not big, like, hush-hush moments like Grogu was the first episode or Luke. Uh, was at the end of second uh, season well, two, but a lot of different stuff. We're getting Mandalore. We're getting a, f- uh, a, a flogging, a, a cackle. What what do you call a, a group of Mandalorians? A murder.
0: It's you know a murder. What?
1: That actually fits. A murder of Mandalorians?
0: Or a bounty. A bounty of Mandalorians. Mm.
1: Which do you prefer, bounty or murder? I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. A Mundo Amanda? <laughs> Mundo of Mando. I uh, Mundo Amanda. It's good for a title <laughs> It is good for a title <laughs> Many Mandalorians um, But they're teasing You know They're teasing kind Many, of many different Mando stuff. And here we see You know Bo-Katan sitting on the throne In Mandalore We see a boatload Of Mandalorians I mean Just what we're getting With this new season I can't wait And it, they're gonna be Bringing out surprises And different things To where They're saying That the scope Is gonna get a lot bigger for this season, and we're going to see a lot more of different stuff. To where that's where I think you're really going to see Mandalorian. Oh God, I'm by myself. Um, no, get... no, look, we got the. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're really going to see Mandalorian really outshining because Mandalorian sparked that Star Wars TV show faith. It did, and
3: it it righted the ship of showing what. A Star Wars story can actually
1: become. A live action. And now we have Andor, which is probably the best-reviewed Star Wars show or thing in recent anything history. Andor, did you finish it? I haven't even started. When you go through it, I got to tell you, man, watching Andor, I will say this. That's my favorite Star Wars anything since the original trilogy. Uh, it beats yeah. out Rogue One for me. It really, I I love what Andor did with their run. And Cat, maybe you'll agree with me. I just said that Star Andor is my favorite Star Wars anything since the original trilogy. We can't hear you're you. muted. <laughs> Uh, wonderful Can you hear me yep yes there you
2: go uh you know how i feel about rogue one so it's hard for me to put anything up, up, um, above that as far as new star wars is concerned yeah not touching classic stuff but Andor is pretty high up there they they were really starting to concern me with what we were getting and then we got this and i was like oh yeah we're back in the game
1: I said it on social media. <laughs> I said on this podcast, "Do we need this?" And I will eat my words. I did we too. Absolutely I did needed. Too, it. Remember,
2: we both said we it. were like a burnout. I said I wasn't interested in this story. I flat out said I had no interest. You know what I did in this story?
1: I got on program. See what I did there? I'm on program.
2: Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, I do. I do see what you do. <laughs> but it's
1: such a good show because. It's leaning into what rebels did. This is the empire. This is why these oppressed people said, dude, enough. Like, Andor got away with it. Well, at the end of the day, but you knew that because of Rogue One. You know he's going to live, but his journey throughout the season you don't know where it's going to end up because it could literally end up anywhere. It could turn out any way. And the the level of writing was expertly done.
2: I think that they really, really set the bar way up again. Um, the last trilogy that we had and some of the shows in here, Book of Boba um, mm-hmm. and um, their animated stuff just wasn't living up to. The standard that it had set with the first season of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So getting this, and, you know, of course, Clone Wars and um, Rebels, that they had already set the bar pretty high. And then it started to kind of falter. And then we're like, we're getting so much content, and they're pushing it out so quickly. We're starting to see the actual quality of the product starting to suffer. And that's why when we talked about Andor, I'm like, I do not care about their story. I already know what I need to know. Like, I, I saw the part of the story that I, I needed to see. Do we need to see these people's backstory? I was do you remember? Like we yeah, we were, were both like like
1: We did. We dismissed it very We're easily. like on
2: we're we're like burnt out already. Um But, but here's the thing Never nor,
1: never doubt Star Wars.
2: I blame Andor I will always on doubt Dave everything. Filoni. They've tricked me too much.
1: I mean <laughs> how much of this do you think is Kathleen Kennedy? Because you I think this is down. mainly Dave Filoni being that. Creative controller right there for well,
2: I don't know because he had creative control over a lot of other things too that didn't Wasn't as successful. I think you can tell when people are passionate about the product that they're putting out And I also think that with Andor, you have much lesser known characters So you can go further than you could with like say book of Boba or even the Mandalorian because we've already set a storyline for them So in the later seasons
1: each of the scenes that they do are sets Nothing's in the volume in that show that's what's impressive. They went to traditional filmmaking on this. And and,
2: and it paid off. It, it, it paid did. off. So I'm very happy with Andor. I, I'm i so glad that I was wrong.
1: Yeah. I was now, so glad. I'm very glad that I was wrong. With Bob Chappick being, you know, ushered by security out the door and Bob Iger returning, he looks at this and we kind of course correct some of these misgivings with Star wars and he tries to write the ship a bit because there are some rumblings and some rumors I didn't add into the podcast here but people are saying that marvel's now looking at reshaping phase five and six because of how poorly phase four was uh, received now i overall <clears throat> i enjoyed marvel's phase four after endgame
0: great Step it up.
1: If you've ever written anything, you know you got to have some character building after that. You killed off three main characters and you want to expand into a larger universe. So they could have done it better. However, I kind of already chalked this season off, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm betting on five and six. Now, them saying, hey, Blade wasn't good enough. We're putting that one on the back burner and going to give you something else. We got Ant Man. We got, hey, Wakanda Forever. And we're going to have a spin off of that. They have some good. Ideas, but the one thing I saw out of this rumor is that they're going to be steering away from TV shows and steering towards that special presentation, to where they can just have a segment. You know, of this is the story so, we want to tell. I have a thought
3: on that. Could you imagine if um, they already knew that Chadwick Boseman? I mean, like with with everything that was going on with him. He already knew, like, his time was up. Mm. All right, and I'm sure he was pretty much forthright in coming when Infinity, you know, Infinity War in was fact, being in production. With
0: the actors that are like important, they make them go undergo a physical. Yeah, they gotta inspect
1: them. So, All I learned works. that from Kevin Smith because after his mm-hmm. heart attack, he was like, "Of course, they make me go to a physical."
0: Yeah. They want to make sure you're not going to die in the middle of the You got to
1: die? No. So why couldn't it's good.
3: Why couldn't we have instead of instead of RDJ passing away at the end of at the end of Infinity War, we have Captain America's send-off. RDJ it, Spider-Man opens up with RDJ's funeral, at Tony Stark's funeral. And going into spider-man
1: well that this would have made boring. that last spider-man movie where he's moping about fucking oh, tony stark all the more sense like it would have made was more it? Sense. far from far from home is when yeah. after tony died so it would be far from home would be starting off with like tony's funeral because like he was in the first the first movie and he was integral in all of spider-man's career up until then so actually having that but that would take away from the end of that movie of everybody pretty much saying goodbye. Yeah. But
3: you could still have everybody in that. You can have that scene just segued in. And then that would be yours. Your kickoff is saying, here's, here's the start of phase four
1: from a comedic take. I would have appreciated like it starts off. You think you're watching the funeral, but then it pans out and it's just a bootleg DVD being sold on the corner of New York. <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers. Ten bucks! Tony Stark's funeral, ten bucks! Who videotaped this? <laughs> Thanks, Wasp. Um <laughs> I don't know. I'm tying it in there. <laughs> but where we're going we don't need roads. Well, <laughs> <laughs> where we're going, we may need a map though, because our next story Oh,
2: that was smooth.
1: <laughs> and none other than
2: That was a good segue.
1: Thank you, Connor. Yeah. Because James Gunn <laughs> wants all DC movies, TV, and games to be, air quotes, connected. Giggity. Great. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love the deadpan. <clears throat> Gunn has <laughs> been speaking to people. About his plans for the comic book movies slash TV on November 27th, Gunn tweeted that he and Safran are planning to have DCU connected across movies, television, and animation. A follow-up t- uh, Gunn tweet, tweeted and fired, and spoke words. <laughs> a follow-up tweet put guns, uh, video games under the guns same, blaze under the same banner. Now, this is the part of the article I found interesting is that now connected doesn't necessarily mean a shared universe or, or. even multiverse for that matter. So animated world of Harley Quinn, where Harley Quinn has become recently part of the Batfam, doesn't have to square itself against the Snyderverse where she's just straight dead. Um, meaning if you want a Kite Man live action series, you can do it. If you want to have fun with Ben Affleck's Batfleck and... Battenson, you can, but everything's kind of connected. But Overall, the one tweet I saw, he had an image of Kingdom Come. And, you know, as far as 10-year plans go, I would love that.
0: But did he mention Double Shot Tuesday?
1: He did not mention Double Shot Tuesday. No? No, no. That may be the parallax uh, (laughs) storyline for Green Lantern, though. You never know. Uh, Call in for two artists that you want to select. <laughs> but overall, since we've convened together, James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn, and <laughs> Peter Safran are the controllers of the DC universe here. How do you guys feel about that? Obviously, I love it. I mean, he,
3: he righted Suicide Squad, so let's... Donked Peacemaker.
1: Peacemaker was yeah. an absolute pleasure. John Cena also helped, so
2: <laughs> and I like,
1: helped. It's shaken bake. Yeah, he was the chicken. It was the breadcrumbs that you loved. It
3: was the outtakes that I loved. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. On the UCAT, what do you got to say?
2: So much in. There. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to be the unpopular opinion here. I'm not crazy about them being in charge of everything. I think that they're good at a specific type of film, um, what we got for Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, but it's not what I want for my Justice League. Mm -hmm. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I I don't want that style of film for Wonder Woman or Superman or Batman or or, or any of them. what i loved about dc was that was darker that it was more serious and and this plays into that humor and gore that everybody's all about with invincible and um boys and you know it was that's just not that's just not for me that's for a specific type of fan and i'm all for them getting you know what they want um i just it's not my Justice League, so I'm not excited about that. There's a I'm particular about
1: that. there's a particular way that DC, like even if you look at animated or comics, they, there's that there's a different way they do their content than Marvel. To where DC, yes, you could see is dark, but it's all it's a lot like that Christopher Nolan series. To where they're trying to have their fantasy world in the real life, in the real world rather. And her. and I
2: and I like Marvelous that. More I, especially like for me, like very overprotective of how Wonder Woman is portrayed in media in general. I don't like when she's sexualized. I don't like when she's used as the, the butt of a joke because that's not the kind of person that she is. That's not the person that I've read about since I was seven years old.
1: I'm and crazy. I'm nervous.
2: About, I'm uh... nervous to see what they're going to do with her and what they're going to do with the Justice League in general. But at the same time, I don't want to be like, oh my God, I already hate it. Because I don't know. Just because this is what they did for those two projects, which are that that lean into that kind of type mm-hmm. of, of film and show, that doesn't mean that that's what they're going to do with all of it. But I don't want us to go, like, we they lean too hard one way. And now they're, I don't want them to now lean too hard in the other direction.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want the pendulum to fully swing.
2: No, I don't, and I think that they've done really successfully in their animated series because they treat the the characters and the materials with respect. It's not without humor, it's not without its gore, but at the same time, it's still I don't know more respectful than I find a lot of these other shows. Okay, and I know that those shows aren't for me, and I'm not trying to take that away from anyone, but I, it does it does make me nervous. They're niche about what they're going to do. You're talking going about forward.
1: like the boys, or even like I avoided this story. Uh, Gen V The uh, tra- uh, The spin-off series Of the boys They had a trailer Pop-up Really didn't show anything But a bunch of people With bloody faces But You're gonna expect that From that kind of a show It's more of a gory um, Satirical view On superheroes Rather than A straight-up Interpretation of Classic Material You know It's like going to a Shakespearean play Versus going You know To watch Gallagher
2: And you know Like they have
1: you Can't watch them anymore
2: you have these Jane Austen books like Pride and Prejudice, and then they made Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. And those two, those two things can exist separately. Abraham
1: Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And,
2: and yeah, and, and like you, you can enjoy with, and I did enjoy both. Um, for me, the boys, with the more seasons as they continue to try to push that envelope, it becomes less enjoyable for me. And knowing that that's kind of what made Suicide Squad a success this time, and also Peacemakers, them leaning into that more kind of gory like, over-the-top, overly sexualized thing. Um, you know, it's fine for the things that it's, it fits for. But, uh, like, I don't want that for my core Justice League.
1: So you're saying you don't want to see Batman's dick?
2: I don't want to see anyone's
1: dick. <laughs> That's why they stopped selling the comic. But overall, <laughs> I think that the stuff that he has done so far has been good, yes, but he has also respected a, a certain element of the core um, comics and just kind of he did that kind of mature manipulation with like Suicide Squad Peacemaker, but also with his nerddom. I feel like he's kind of the best choice to have at the top of of the pyramid to say, that's a good idea because then that's how we get Zack Snyder back in there. Because like I said, I've been watching, I watched man of steel Batman vs. Superman, Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you watch those three movies, it's just like a triple feature. They're good. It's a great, solid story. But also by the and end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, you want that next film.
2: I do want that next film because of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I don't know how much of that is that he got to make... didn't fully make the first one, but he wasn't part of making the, the, the first one that came out. Saw what everybody hated and had the opportunity to make it better and give us his opus, for lack of a better word. But he's also done other projects where he said, oh, this this studio didn't get in the way. I had full um, creative license. I could do whatever I want. And we got that zombie film that was on Netflix that was literally like a six year old pitching a story. Like yeah. I'm gonna have them zombies, but they're gonna have like they're gonna have like lasers, yeah, and, and then they're gonna Batiste have like metal skin, and we're gonna have that, yeah. review, you know, like and it it was too much. I gotta so, tell you,
1: I proudly also some controversy around. I that proudly thing. fell asleep during that one. I proudly I actually asleep asleep. Asleep
2: I proudly I like the addition of Tig Notaro to that film. I think that that saved um, some scenes for me because of the delivery that Tig has in in their 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 speech and their inflection and stuff but yeah that movie was problematic and some of his other stuff is problematic too
1: yeah
2: i like his ideas but he just has too many and that's always been his problem you can't yeah take every one of your movies six hours long for people to get it like you know what i mean like you got to be able gotta, to tell you, a concise story too you got to have yeah. one
3: or two base core ideas and then just have that and, and build a story around that you can't have like 10 or 15 ideas and say, okay, figure it out.
2: And how can you treat people like they're stupid, but also assume that they know all of the lore. Like you can't, you, you can't do both. Mm-hmm. You're over expositioning things that don't need to have exposition. But at the same time, you're assuming people know like the nuances of things that are really important to the plot. Like pick a struggle. You can't. Have both. <laughs> you, can, you can't. Have both. So I, I, I'm passionate about this because i am d dc first mm. um that was my 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 first love um wonder woman was my very first um owning of my own comic run like that was my the first passionate thing that i had as a kid and so i am very protective maybe too much but i think i'm about as passionate as everybody else that i see on facebook anyway
1: well you are <laughs> you are our wonderful woman
2: and, I, and I, want, I want them to succeed. I do. I want them to succeed. And if it takes these people taking it into direction that maybe I'm not a big fan of for them to hit their stride and find their happy medium, then okay. Like we've suffered long, this much. We can, con- we can continue to suffer for a little bit longer. You know, <laughs>
1: well, one thing you're not going to have to suffer is from hunger if you go to our next story. Because our ad segment is about none other than the most delicious delicatessens that you could find in the tri-state area. Of course, it's A-plus catering and events. Hop on over to APLUScaterers.com where you can find all of the premier bites for your next hosting, office, or event need. Just hop on over to APLUScaterers.com and that's where you're going to find the... Best food for your next event. So we hop on over to the latter half here of our show. And the first one here is we had a bit of a trailer dump here for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, There was the main one that popped out showing, you know, Luigi getting his mustache plucked out and a bunch of different areas of Mario being introduced in the Mushroom Kingdom. Um these two that I have selected actually came from I think it's like a Swedish or a Dutch site. Um it was spotted by Go Nintendo, this Dutch TV commercial, subtitled dialogue in English, it runs for 31 seconds, pretty much all new footage shows Mario getting introduced to life in the Mushroom Kingdom, particularly their public transport system, which of course are tubes. Pipes if you will. Good thing for a plumber to be going around in pipes. Um, There's another one, which is a 21-second Spanish commercial showing off a montage of a bunch of different scenes um, with some Mario and Peach, um, which is this one here. Um, 2023 is the film's release. Um, Through all the trailers, Chris Pratt's Mario voice is... uh, It's Chris Pratt. It's not really the Italian plumber. I mean, I guess, you know, can't get away with that anymore these days. I don't know. Um, What do you guys think about the Super Mario Brothers animated? Is it live action animated? I don't know. What do you think about the movie? Animated
3: movie? Um, Yeah. I'll reserve my judgment. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Meaning I will wait till it drops on streaming. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna rush out into theaters. And I any
2: have negative like 500 interest in watching this. Before.
1: I mean, the one thing that I did like, especially about that main trailer that they dropped uh, recently, was—I mean, I love Jack Black as Bowser. I think he really—I think there's some great casting. Yeah, I just again, I don't really care. Look, I will. <laughs> I don't really care. I will look at the shiny ball before I smash into the, into the building. I'm mm-hmm. going to enjoy that shiny I ball. <laughs> you know? I
3: don't. Play Mario brothers to watch a movie.
1: Now we saw Harding. They, they add the, the carts. They had Mario getting his shit stomped in by donkey Kong, which I found enjoyable, which is smash brothers. I mean,
3: if it's on a, streaming into a platform, bunch. I'll watch it. But other than that, I, I really don't
2: care I, I am not even going to watch it on a streaming channel i will I will not watch this film Wow negative 500 interest
1: negative 500 hopefully we <laughs> could pop that like a bull from a bear market to a positive this is
2: this is like sincerely something i we don't we don't need this who asked for this I want to know who asked for this
1: we're not getting an andor out of this one this is something we generally didn't need.
2: If I find we're, out so we're who it an an that's,
1: that's, that's what we're not, getting.
2: See, you got More that in him, stereo. That's how it. passionate.
1: <laughs> Double time,
2: now, right? I no. also said no. that I,
1: I didn't need a Super Pets movie, but I've recently watched that, and I loved that movie. I'd I rather like...
2: watch the opening sequence of The Boys with my eyes glued open for. <laughs> six months straight then watch that movie the
1: the, the super pets movie because dwayne the rock johnson is crypto the way that he interacts like with krypton he uh, uh, crypto for superman because crypto is like he's my best friend like come on i'm his only friend Tah. and that's how i view link is like
2: <laughs> it's him
1: He's my guy. And then, of course, Superman and Lois start getting closer together. And then Crypto has this weird dream to where he imagines, like, Superman and Lois dining over his kibble. And that just flashed. I was like, that would totally be my dog's dream. Like,
2: she's eating my kibble with him. Straight up. I went into watching this movie thinking it was going to be like, ugh. Yeah. I liked it so much. Kevin, it was so Kevin
1: good. Hart was so my good.
2: The only complaint was Wonder Woman's hair. I don't know what the hell they were thinking oh, yeah, with no. that. No, that no, drove no, me nuts no. every time she came on screen. But yeah. otherwise, it was, it was so was good. fantastic. It, it was okay, I just want to say something about uh, wait, uh, Frank, your dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, his bad dream or nightmare would be my dad giving a French fry to another dog.
1: <laughs> yes. That is the thank God he doesn't have my earphones on. That would have terrified him. You would have you would have traumatized Link forever. Not really. Another dog? No. I'm the best boy. Another person who's the best boy? Well, that's this next story.
0: That was a good segue.
1: Because The Last of Us finally gives us a trailer that puts Joel and Ellie's relationship into the spotlight. We get a really good look in this trailer on what we can actually expect to see from this season. Uh, the exchange is essentially, Ellie is just like, oh, you know, we're family. He's just like, you're a delivery. Um, post-apocalyptic world, his job is to deliver this woman who did not turn to the other side of the country in hopes that it can uh, avoid a whole bunch of people from becoming clickers. Eagle-eyed fans also spotted Ashley Johnson, the actor who voiced Ellie in the video games in this co- trailer as well, which is really nice. Um, it really gives us a good first look at Craig Manzig from Chernobyl, his view of uh, The Last of Us World. Um, and here in the trailer right there, he's just like, kill her if she twi- even twitches. He's like, ah! Like there's a little bit of comedy in there. There's it looks like he's taking the original source material and he's having a little fun with it and he's still doing something different. And obviously Neil Dirkman is going to be involved in the series. He's executive producer, old man. You're our resident last of us aficionado. How are you feeling about the last of us? With I'm, this I'm enjoying
3: the little snippets that I'm seeing. I'm, I
1: I so want this to come out. Well, I believe it's coming out in the 15th of uh, January, 15th of January. So Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, I really want this to be a good show because as far as video games, even just watching you play through The Last of Us, I really enjoyed the story and how Joel, he doesn't want to be the father to this girl. You know, it's almost like the relationship you got in the Telltale Walking Dead game, the first one. You know, it's this guy like, hey, I'm just here to do this thing. And then they form this attachment to the child and it changes them and develops their character and eventually they die. But, or not. It's that kind of interesting thing that I think, especially with a a post-apocalyptic being a very popular trope for people to go to with TV series, I think that you could really highlight this and put that, what we have deemed Netflix video game golden leaf a package on and really develop a video game into a live action series that could be really great. Um, Merle Dandridge, who is in the
3: show, is actually reprising her role as the character that she played in the video game.
1: I appreciate Molly. it when they do do that, but when they don't, I'm not upset, you know, like. Uh, I'm not upset either, like but so-co. she's also a
3: Broadway actress. So, like, she's coming from that.
1: that so that she's acquaint, busy? So. Oh, shit,
3: yeah, very busy. <laughs> you but know, there is a. Um, theater. <laughs> there is a clip of. Um, of her trying to break Troy Baker and the outtakes of the game. Uh, and of the one scene at the end, and um, the director told her to, because he kept on dropping the prop gun, <laughs> uh, to sing her lines. And he just started singing as well.
1: Very touching. Very touching. It was pretty funny. It's
0: like I was there, <laughs> <It's> great
1: description. <laughs> yeah, you have to see it. <laughs> Man, God, it's like I'm reliving it. A lot like reliving this next story because it may have you feeling that you're in the Stone Age. Because Primitive is a Stone Age survival game being built in Unreal 5 Engine. There's a trailer below, Um, Primitive, the survival game is set in the Stone Age where players enter a world with wild creatures as well as Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. Players need to find a way to survive the inhospitable environments by impro- uh, improving their gear, communications, and hunting strategies. The adventures through the open world of primitive players discover new locations untouched by humans. Because, you know, it's primitive. Mm-hmm. One can witness in this new trailer both the peaceful existence of herbivores minding their own business and powerful beasts from the days past created in amazingly realistic detail with the Unreal 5 engine. I'm liking this because the engine is nice because it adds a little bit more realism to the light and all the different kind of aspects of this game. We see Fire Arrows, a lot of stuff like this. It kind of looks like that one um, uh, Ubisoft did it. Um, What is that? Primal? No, not it it was Primal, but it was... um, I'm I'm brain farting on the name of the game. Um, They just had Giancarlo Esposito as the main villain. Far Cry. Far Cry cry Primal. It's Far Cry Primal with extra (laughs) extra steps. We're uh, buffering there. And, of course, as soon as I say it, it fixes.
2: But... I was like, he's come to the wrong place to ask that
1: question. Graphically. Graphically. It's stunning, and you're getting that Stone Age kind of uh, feel to it, and if you're into survival games, this is going to be right up along your lines, especially because there's a Steam listing. It's going to be all over there. Um, Unreal 5 is that new engine that we're getting into with this new current gen. How do you feel about the Unreal 5 engine, even as this is like the beginning steps to where usually towards the end of the engine, they have it, like, amazing, and they figured out everything in it. Is this a good first step for Unreal having this old man?
2: You didn't have to specify, I knew that wasn't a question for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Specifically, we'd like your opinion. We want you to speak now. <laughs> Make yes. words come out, please. Talky
1: talk.
2: Word fusion with the
1: know. word box.
2: I love a good engine.
1: Hey, <laughs> you heard it here first, good
2: folks.
3: So a four-cylinder or a V8?
1: Hence, that's a good soundbite. A
3: V12. Um, oh, W-12. oh okay. we got we got three today. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> me? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Please go on. Answer the engine question.
3: I mean. Th- I have Maybe to look at
2: the trailer. Let me look at the trailer. Maybe hey, there buddy. were two knuckles hello. deep in my throat. Hello. Hello. I just, I just came in.
1: Yeah, I see.
3: We, we saw
2: that. Say hello. Hello. hello.
3: hello.
0: Hello.
1: This was your Connor break. Hello. <laughs> hello. Bye bye. Hello. Thanks. That adjustment made by Connor. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the fence about
3: it after looking at the trail.
1: So. Well, I mean, it's not clear if it's going to be just like action adventure, if it's going to be like Ark Survival Evolved and Van Helm and have that PvP element into it. A lot of survival games, it's very seldom you see a survival game actually just be a standalone single-player survival game. There's usually always dicks, I'm sorry, the internet involved. Yeah.
0: They're really synonymous. Excuse (laughs) me?
1: You can really take that anywhere you want to go, but I'm not saying that to the old man's daughter. Um, Descriptions are for Google. But... (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing. (laughs) One thing that doesn't need to be described, well, that's this final feel-good story, because if you are a 90s spider-man the animated series fan well hold your hats because if you wanted to look like peter parker you can they sell peter parker's shirt on the disney store you know the one the the green green white and purple polo It's that with a spider-man logo on there And if you ever wanted to look like Peter Parker, now's your chance. You could snag it from the Disney store. It's a 100% cotton shirt. and looks like the iconic striped polo that Peter Parker wears when he's not being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Okay. (laughs) So, did either of you have an idea for an end segment?
3: no no
1: i didn't have one i have I'm a default sorry. it's okay do you have one for it
2: no, no absolutely do you know? i don't I think i was involved in the uh um the uh either of you guys because it seemed like he was only talking to the youtube but okay Go ahead. i don't have anything either
1: oh. i just i thought you were going to surprise me and have something profound and like a great Zelda. Oh, rock us Okay, I mean that's not an end segment. Not, that's what you're you doing can't. during the podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah, of ending. <laughs> okay, I got one. Okay, what should Disney take next?
1: Mm. Property, company, anything.
2: Right.
1: I think for Disney, they've already talked about it, but a smart move for them would to be to capitalize on the anime market because that's the only thing content-wise they really don't have. They have animation, they have um, CG, they have documentaries, Marvel, Star Wars. If you have anime, because you look at, uh, besides Paramount, because they're still really new, you look at HBO Max, you look at Netflix, they all have anime in there. And anime is a big thing in the under 25 crowd.
2: I think, to your point, um, I, I think that the Studio Ghibli stuff... Or Ghibli. I don't know how to pronounce that. And I apologize at this point. I should know how to pronounce that word. That was originally distributed through Disney. Right now it's with HBO Max. But I could definitely see them pulling that back. And maybe expanding on that. Because Mm. when HBO tried to do an original with them. It did not go well. So. um, I would be surprised if they don't dip their toes into the anime genre. But I think that they are already... That's me talking out of my ass right now. I do think that they're probably working on it with a house like that.
1: Well, yeah, because you look at Netflix, they have the uh, thing with uh, uh, Vineland Saga to where their new season is going to be simulcast on Netflix. Netflix is still looking at that to where, hey, this is your studio, your project. We already stream it. Why don't you put your new stuff on ours as well? That is going to get you more play worldwide. And that's a smart play for them. That's why I feel if Disney wants to be this all-encompassing streaming network, you have to scratch that itch as well. Just to Big Brother's point, that Star, uh, Star Wars anime that they put on their visions was a hit. Everybody loved it. And that is scratching an itch, especially for Star Wars anime that nobody got to where, yes, they need to do a series, a Star Wars anime series. But as far as where Disney needs to go acquisition-wise, they need a solid animation house that they can put ideas into and pump out the content.
0: Arrumpf.
1: Old man, what do you think? You're muted.
0: Your your mouth you is... You turned down the mic. There you go
3: playstation or square enix ah uh-huh. going the gaming route it would be to. they've always suffered from ea and other platforms destroying their licenses so if they actually buy their own studios and actually in-house that shit for a change they would actually be successful because look at look at the stuff that is having that renaissance interplay with Aladdin and Lion King, two of the most hardest video games in history, is being resold on Steam, PlayStation, and uh, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. And people are still buying them.
1: Yeah, because there is that... that uh... Nostalgia replayability. Yes. And nobody's and, ever you know... beaten Aladdin. What? That old fucking aladdin game from back in the day that was so impossible back to people thought like oh games are better no you gave up you played you kept dying and you gave up if you didn't you were a masochist like the guy below me
3: yeah
1: <laughs> ninja god no i beat that didn't have the time patience or care
0: this is why he doesn't have time to watch star wars <laughs> Stop playing Ninja Gaiden on Ultra Hard. You might have some time to watch some Star Wars. He yeah, also has those. No
3: you couldn't select a difficulty. <laughs> oh, it was ultimately
1: Ultra Hard, masochist. Addams. You're gonna die if you even thought you wanted to play this, beat this game. Guess what? Ha ha ha! But could that you imagine
3: if like Disney bought Sega Studios? Sega. They would own
1: Sonic. Well, that's and Paramount. Just imagine right? what's Paramount. that? That's Paramount, Paramount right now, right? Or is it that is just Paramount. a licensing thing?
3: Well, I mm-hmm. mean, Sega Studios, like the actual IP from the, They
0: probably licensed the, license the character. Yeah, the it's something company.
3: like that.
1: Well, the gaming company kind well, of. What have you done for me lately? Sonic Frontiers ain't out yet.
3: Super Monkey Balls is good.
1: Super Woody Balls?
3: Super Monkey Balls Shreddy? is good. That's a fun game. I
1: thought you said Super Muddy Balls. That is Shreddy? a completely different game. That super is a completely... Balls. That, that Sounds involves, uncomfortable. That involves... Uh, <laughs> super sweaty Balls involves Alec Baldwin and just hope there isn't a firearm present. Um, <laughs> Katerina, you posed the question, but where would your choice lie?
2: Um, I would like to see... Disney expand more into um, fantasy content. We're getting a taste of that now with the Willow series.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that if they were to buy one of these book series, um especially like dystopian youth fiction series, if they were to get their hands on something like that, um like Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, like the next big thing, you yeah. know, I don't want to say that because spider Chronicles is an older series, but there, there's constantly book series coming out that capture, like even the Aragon series. Um, yeah. They did one effort at the first movie. I think it would make a fantastic TV show, but I do think that they don't have enough. Well, they have the of, Percy
1: Jackson um, series coming out.
2: Which one? Percy, oh, Jackson. The Percy Jackson. Yeah. Which is right into that, but I. Jesse Jackson relies very heavily on established lore and they need something some, something unique
1: something that isn't Zeus being a slut
2: but I, mean, I don't think that exists Zeus is in it he's gonna be a slut
1: all right that's fair enough
2: but I would like to see them not only expand on their fantasy but also um into their sci-fi one thing that I would love to see as much as I love the original I would love to see more Krull. I want to see more of the Glaive. I want to see more of those Cyclops. I want more of that. Yeah. We have all of these really popular older fantasy um, films that I'm not saying we need to remake them, but there's no reason why we can't bring something similar to this generation. And right now, I think they're kind of weak in those two spots: fantasy and sci-fi. Yes, C. Jackson is a good step, but especially if they were sci-fi. to buy something that I think, that, I think. Jackson is popular, but there are things that are even more rich with lore and popularity that they can do and kind of go there with Amazon
1: and the Expanse. They they got the Expanse and they had their whole series. The entire series was great, minus the Creole. I mean, and that is your sci-fi. You can and Amazon and Netflix and a lot of those always they go deep into the sci-fi but sci-fi and fantasy is another niche that i think disney could take a lot more seriously especially since you want to compete with netflix you don't want them to turn off your streamer to go say oh well they have i don't want to watch this i want to watch something more sci-fi i want to watch something more like this that's what you need to add onto your network to keep them on there so
3: you say you say where should disney go next so you remember back in, like, I would say, 98 to about 2005, when they Disney to open had this thing. plethora of animation that was just like Treasure Planet. Like, that level of animation just was, like, was amazing. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. Yeah. Like, we had a, a, a plethora of movies that had that same style of animation. And then it just stopped being made.
1: Okay. The fact
2: that they have the Orville on Disney uh, is a good sign for me. I know that it's on Hulu right now. Disney owns Hulu, doesn't it?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um. So if they were to pull some of that into Disney Plus in a more like teen fashion, I think that because mm. it, it feels like there's a gap in the people that they're hitting. Yeah, You need to fill that gap. Anime is a great one for that. Gaming's another great one for that. But I do think that there is like a like a hole of sci-fi and fantasy that really needs yeah. to get filled. You're Percy right. Jackson and Willow is a great step towards that, obtaining the distribution rights to Doctor Who is a great step in the direction. But I feel like they need to put out their own original content. Um, Or or find the next thing that hasn't been done and build on that instead of taking from established things. Because you're not going to build as big an audience if it's something that they're already familiar with. You've got to give them something new to get them excited.
1: I think that, yes, they need to to do that. But the reason why they may not have is because with Disney, there's a certain family-friendly stigma that is attached to that network. That's why they have Hulu. Is to where, and that's why they had uh, their other uh, film studio, Touch, uh, Touchstone. It was yep. the studio they put stuff that was not for little Benji to watch with his dad. Okay, yeah, anything
3: always... that hit hit the mark of PG thirteen and higher.
1: And that's where they've stopped. And up a until lot, recently, I think, that falls
2: into that area that they could still do. That's why I said, does. like, focus on youth, like uh, young adults kind of stuff. Well,
1: and here's the thing. Young adult, yes, but there's a thing that Disney has avoided and it's R rated content. Anything above PG-13. Well, aside from
2: that, what was that studio that they had that did that movie with um Bruce Willis?
1: Remember Color. the mouse doesn't have yeah. genitals. But <clears throat> and neither did the Lion King. But it's one of those things that I think that if you're going to expand as a streaming content, a streaming service, if you're putting out content, you can't necessarily just be considered, well, hang on, is this rated PG-13? Because you've already proven that you have parental controls that work. So you can let mom and dad watch whatever they want and put out content for them, which they just had a whole Mickey Mouse dump. You can't tell me that your little you know child or toddler is not going to be happy with Mickey Mouse. You know, a whole bunch of shorts, a whole bunch of stuff. There was that, uh, you know... Grogu and the dust mites or whatever they put out they're putting out Mm -hmm. a lot of kid-friendly content where the stuff that netflix hbo and even amazon are doing right is they're putting out content for the parents as well well amazon doesn't care about kids but the others do that's my opinion i don't know anything from amazon they may (laughs) care about you probably not but that's my point is that Disney has always been lacking in that R rating. And it was very controversial when they added Deadpool and other R rated movies. And they're like, what are you doing to my kids? Did you put a parental control
2: up? No. Just like a lot of the other streaming channels you have where you can put an age restriction or like a kid's version of it and, and allow certain things to pass through. That as a parent is where you need to practice your due diligence with your children. Yeah, It's not up to the streaming service to like coddle to to just this one specific thing yes disney um has always been geared more towards children but it has always had things for adults as well so yes there is a way for you to do it and ride that line but, um Absolutely. i do think they're taking steps in the right direction but i would like to see them pick up something that hasn't been done already and bring that out in a way that only disney money can
1: like i feel we've really in past podcasts really just blew disney and how amazing the stuff that they're putting out is. But they could have been putting out better things. More variety of things. And I think this this end segment really kind of highlighted, while, yes, Disney, we do appreciate you and we love your content, we want you to diversify your portfolio. To put it in business aspects.
0: I think you're fine the way you are. Diversify your stocks, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> Nah, you're doing great, Disney. You're wonderful. <laughs> I love you how you are, Disney. Doing good. Uh, <laughs> like well, doing Disney great. is
2: an unstoppable machine, that's for sure, and it's not going bankrupt anytime soon. But I do think that they are going to end up, like, pigeonholing themselves if they don't allow themselves to kind of grow.
0: Yeah, they're going pigeon... to pigeonhole themselves into the kitty market. Luckily, they have a series of theme parks.
2: <laughs> so Disney adults are a thing, and I would argue that it's more Disney adults' money going into Disney than it is Disney, like parents doing it for their kids stuff. God. Like they're full on people. I could Okay, no kids know so nothing, many... and they just go several times a year because they love it.
1: I could go so many different places with that statement. Disney, you're adults. not
2: going to go anywhere with that except the long, drawn out goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, you're goddamn right I will, because we end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank you out to James Saylor, Moiselle Robinson, Mark Gervais, Matthew Kennedy, and you, Loyal Wall Janger, for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast. If you want to uh, help support the podcast, you'll listen to the audio podcast, Lug Podcast on Tuesdays, and Triforce Podcast, I will let you know, but... Pop on to our Spotify. That's where you're going to help support the podcast and give us more content coming to you sooner rather than later. And hop on over to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all of the latest and greatest content and video form. Hop on over to facebook.com backslash Triforce Pod to find all of our content on the Triforce. You can hop on over to facebook.com backslash Luck Podcast to find out all the latest and greatest and nerdy news from Opal to Reno. Nothing rolls without lug nuts. And, of course, I always promise it, this is none other than a long John now. I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the map man. In the Projango Box, next to me, we have a woman, Katerina Thermoscara. We have below me, but always above me, Christopher Bristow, the old man, and his daughter, number two. We have Christopher Bristow, the old man. Uh, we already, already said him. Our omnipotent presence. It is Big Brother Stephen Bugarel. Until next week, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you then. Game on, boys and girls. Bye bye. Oh now we're gonna end it. Oh. It all. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. Bye bye. Hi, bye bye. Bye bye. I'm sorry, but your daughter's nickname is now forever number two. Number two. <laughs> Number two. Enhance the warp deflectors. Set us to yellow alert. <laughs> <laughs> you now, a yellow shirt aboard the SS Matman. Welcome. Get to the no, mess don't, hall. Don't ever repeat that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. A little weird. It's okay. That's why it's angry. Yeah. Don't. Don't ever <laughs> repeat that phrase. Ever again. Uh, It was a good show. What was it I saw here in um, the chat? There's a couple trailers coming up. Um, One is the (coughs) Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailer's coming December 13th. So we have that to look forward to. They released a still of Miles Morales, and Gwen Stacy sitting. It kind of looks like they're upside down because her hair is going straight up. Either that or she got, like, electronically, you know, static shock. Like, But that movie should be good, man. I'm excited to see a trailer for that one because that first movie was so great. Um, what else did I see here? We're in the end credits here. Um. Oh, this is one I didn't add in here. Um... HBO Max, Warner Brothers Discovery is—they're going to be changing the name of the streaming service, and they're going to be—they're thinking about calling it Max, and just dropping the HBO. Headroom. <laughs>
0: Max, 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 Max,
1: I mean, I don't—I don't care what you call it. Just—it was a great show in the '80s. Put some more documentaries on that shit. I mean, they got an impressive line of stand-up, a lot of different um, animated and anime on there, as well as the DC and all the different kind of IP content they have, but they don't have enough documentaries on there, goddammit.
0: For those of you who weren't around in the 80s, Max Headroom was a TV show that was on briefly about a guy who lived in a box. A <laughs> computer. And he told this guy what to do. I don't remember a lot. but More than me. I thought it me. was... It was very entertaining. Yes. <laughs> you know more it than had eighty. Had to be like eighty-seven, something like that.
1: So, Kat, I probably can already imagine. But what do you do? You have an opinion on HBO changing their name on their streaming service?
2: I don't care. I don't see the point. But if we change our name, whenever. you'll look at
1: us. <laughs> max it's short one syllable maybe they'll click on it then No,
2: nope. i mean i i i don't get it because for me max then causes more confusion unless they're blending with cinemax because mm. max makes me think of cinemax it doesn't make me think of hbo um no. you're banking on the reputation that hbo has so why wouldn't you keep the hbo
1: yeah like like Paramount's not about to drop their name in there and like,
2: no, we're just going to call ourselves plus.
1: <laughs> Excuse me.
2: Yep. Plus like part of it is that they know what station it is that they're watching and what content they'll find on it. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't,
1: I mean, I don't, a, know. I don't think there's any real, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything really that I would say is much of a concern that they have. I mean, you have something with with HBO, which of course we discussed in the podcast because of course they're news. Um, HBO has content that you want. Um, they're losing Doctor Who because Disney struck the deal with the doctor. Yep. How do you feel about that? Disney plus getting all Doctor Who content?
2: I am all for that because Disney makes things more palatable to a wider audience. And already has such a strong built-in audience that if it's available on Disney, I think it'll be much more broadly available. And if people are trimming down their services, Mm -hmm. they're more likely to stick with Disney that has a bunch of powerhouse things under their name. They have Disney, right? So that on its own is a huge thing. But then Mm -hmm. you also have Star Wars. You have Marvel. You have, um, now you're adding, um, Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) They're adding him too? that's wow. amazing they, yeah. they're really
2: good they have everybody they just Everyone. have everybody um at the at this point I don't know Doctor trying. Who to it is i don't know who he's got going back, to help the he's got the pulp but, for him. even on hbo max doctor who is still a little bit niche and i think by putting yes. it on disney um i'm putting it on yep. disney plus it's a great thing for doctor who
1: well it's he's I, the perfect character for for disney because he doesn't well huh. He doesn't kill. Used to be. I mean, I've seen him kill a bunch, or put you in the side in the in the f- forgotten. It is part something of
2: the that's pretty watchable for all ages. Yeah,
0: he didn't kill them.
2: Whether that's you do classic or new Who, it's still pretty well. Watch- I mean, there are some scary episodes. Uh, maybe not the best for younger people. But you could say the same of that. Pretty much anything. Um, but um, I think it's a great move for for Doctor Who.
1: It's a great. move I also for them think that it Disney.
2: will make their products easier to get a hold of as well because there's a lot of like licensing issues with getting doctor who stuff so i think it's a great thing for whovians i just hope that they don't get involved creatively
1: the good part is that in like uk and everywhere it's still going to be bbc right where you go where you watch normally but it's just everywhere else it's going to be easier like in the beginning before times when netflix had some classic who and all of The regular Doctor Who that was available. It was a good play for Netflix, and now Disney's almost looking at that history play in uh, in the playbook here. Like, you know what, Doctor Who—that's what we can get. Yes, we will gobble that up next. She doesn't have. I think that Disney's
2: very smart to acquire it because it's got such a deep-seated and and you're if you're if you're pulling, you're finally getting some sci-fi in there because I love Star Wars, but that is a space opera
1: it is mm-hmm. it's cowboys in space that's yep. pretty much what so, star wars is well it's it's a, it's a great
2: great gate great gateway really sci-fi series um yeah. so i just like i said I, I just don't want them to get involved creatively doctor who struggles enough without having mm. the disney brush painted on it and i'm already like burning out on some of their
1: well yeah other but stuff. from what i've read they're not gonna they're just distributing. To other countries, they're not for now. For now, yeah, but
2: for now, get Doctor Who in the Disney Store. This like too much. Should I move this away? No, that looks good.
1: No, it's fine. All right, but yeah, no Doctor Who. I find just really bright to me merchandise Mm -hmm. as well as if you can give me the episodes faster than what was available on HBO because jody Whittaker's Last Regeneration is not on HBO Max. Her re- well her regeneration into the next doctor. Well, which spoiler, and away.
2: I'm.
0: Why is there an echo?
2: I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not speaking. Yeah, there. It just started when Chris joined.
3: Uh it's probably because my speaker is on. Uh-huh. So we
1: found
2: <laughs> the problem.
1: Did we? Did we? I don't know.
2: But, but like, correct me if I'm wrong. But once something's on Disney Plus, it's just on there, right? They don't phase things out. Like Netflix nope. and Hulu and and all that work, it a little it's a, bit and then they take it down.
1: I think unless it's an a property that they don't own, then they you know like the normal streaming licensing thing. Um, because I think for like a short time they offered some no Doctor uh, Deadpool's still on there, but they own that. I want to say that they had some kind of a uh, movie on there for a limited time before. It
0: really depends on the licensing Wonderful. agreement.
2: It was like something that they were district, like, yeah, they're licensing. But if this is something like they're acquiring to like, it's going to be now part of the house of mouse.
0: Yeah. Then it's going to
2: be there and people can actually watch classic who, if that's something that they've wanted to, and they can just, yeah. they can just watch it all.
1: That so, would be great. Ma- I would love that.
2: Matt, you're freezing on me. I don't know if it's me or if it's you.
0: I think it's you. He looks fine to me.
2: Well, Chris is moving fine to me, but Matt is stuck.
1: Nah, I was fucking with you there. No, um, well, ah. we're looking good on my side. Well, even hang on one second. I'm just okay.
3: talking with my daughter.
1: Okay, that's fine. We're talking to Doctor Who. Um, and, and
0: Disney played uh, Doctor Who for years uh, before yeah. this. Yeah, they were always playing. Oh, they Internet were playing Doctor Who and, uh, and Star
1: Trek. Next Generation. That, those yeah. are the two ep- two shows that they played. Yeah, religiously. <laughs> well, we have our show, and now we have that. And All right, have fun.
2: Well, and well, I saw Disney it on Disney would. Plus The Ordeal.
0: Oh, yeah. Disney. Yeah, Disney. no, they did. That, that,
2: that Disney, Disney did. Disney
0: would play it. Disney yeah. never played Star Trek. No, Disney, but Disney did play On that. the Disney yeah. Channel, you would find
1: they'd play Doctor Who. It's been a long time Mm -hmm. since I watched the Disney channel.
0: though. It's been a long time since I did as well, but
2: it's been a long time since I've had cable
0: years (laughs) ago,
1: years and years ago. um, One thing I did want to add, wanted to add in here, old man, violation uh, is to become part of Gearbox after the failed Saints Row uh, meeting, not meeting expectations. How do you feel about that? You think it'll save them? We uh, can't. You're, you're, hear you're you. muted. And there's a. Is there an option for not sh- uh, do not show a, a thing without a video in the three tab thing, just to minimize it? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh.
3: Mm-hmm. can you hear me now yes
1: now yep. again
0: i hear
2: but i do not see anybody
0: we cannot see you either unless you have Wild. transformed into two dots.
1: you just keep spinning right around right around two blue dots that you are
2: spinning spin each me other. right around baby right around like huh.
0: wow well, since we're doing nothing. It says
2: my signal is strong. Use my strong hand.
3: Thank you, Scary Movie 2.
1: Yes. Um, I did not bother buying that Saints Row, by the way. I didn't even want to play it. Um, it just seemed like shit without Johnny get.
3: Essentially speaking. Emma's on mean... in the background, by the way. That That's her.
1: Oh, that's okay. Her. By okay. Way. <laughs> uh, but what the I was thinking is, goblin. is there anything that can save that franchise? I mean, a good game seems to be much to ask for from the Saints Row. And an actual good storyline would actually work well. Hello there. <laughs> you know, maybe. I don't know. That's a crazy idea. You would think. Yeah, but, I mean, they didn't exactly have, it's not like they had, like, a, a I don't think they really messed it up completely. I think they just yeah. messed with, they didn't have a, a plot. They didn't have any kind of a, a site to go to, you know? They didn't have any a, a kind of idea of what they wanted. So. It's the final countdown. Okay. So the next thing I have here, um, <laughs> Jedi <laughs> Jedi Survivor. <clears throat> it's it's being said we're going to see a trailer for the next installment in the franchise this Thursday for with the Game Awards. Um, and there's the the teaser poster just kind of had Cal and BD8 uh, on a. It kind of looks like a, not like a Mustafar world, but almost like a. there's a pillar in the background of the picture. Um, And it's in the end credit folder, Katarina. if you want to take a look in the second from uh, the top story. An older looking cow, BD-8, android, can't really tell, it's dark. But there's like a nice um, sunset, uh, orange Sunset in there. He has his uh, his blue lightsaber. And I want to say that kind of looks like Vader's castle in the background, if I want to be hopeful and speculatory.
3: I'll have to look at the article before uh,
1: but I make any
3: speculations.
1: I actually got the chance to finish that game, and I loved it. It was so good that I hopped right back in after I finished it to start my new game plus. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying.
1: You know what I mean? It looks rather Mustafar. But mm-hmm. not a lot of, like, it, it could be anywhere. Maybe that's just a a, a a spire. You know what I mean? It could be any spire. Maybe even in the Shire. A I don't spire, know. a shire. <laughs> But that's where I was kind of looking at this, and I'm like, man, we're getting some Star Wars in here with this with this game, and EA did not mess up that last uh, Jedi Fallen Order game. They did a really you good job. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> but that's the thing, man. It's just, I, I think that if they continue with this, especially if, even if it's not Starkiller that they're adding in here... Even if it's just, like, random Jedi, they just kind of cut up and popped in the back of the tank to siphon off, you know, Medichlorians or whatever. I think there's a lot here for Survivor, and, you know, there was, there's going to be some DLC to where you get Obi-Wan's poncho, his lightsaber, and his gun, but no kind of actual solid stuff that you'd want to buy, you know? Not that that isn't nice, if you already know, well... Obviously, you know you're going to want to buy this game, and maybe if it's yeah. you know, pre-order, you know bonuses. All right, that'd be a nice bonus, you know. Who's this? That's like uh, your, his daughter, like me,
3: and you'll just wait till it hits EA Access, which is included in Xbox Game Pass.
1: You love talking about that. <laughs> I do love
3: talking about that. It's
1: a great deal, man.
3: It is a great deal
1: i'm just saying oh she's sitting in the background is there a way we can hide her from the video here
3: yeah yeah just get um find it um in the upper left-hand corner there's where it says there's more and then you uncheck the option that says show not yeah we got it now
1: participants we got it thank you we got it that worked we just right clicked but lot of different ways to go about it so the last thing i have in the end credit folder is gears of war netflix announced a gears of war live action film and animated series how do you feel about this old man
3: i am excited for the film
1: Mm
3: -hmm. um but i want it done right
1: yes but i also see a prospect here because it's going to netflix i see Once again, our nerdy net neutral of Katarina. I'd see her being able to pick this up. Even it being a game IP, it's an interesting premise. We got invaded by some bugs and they messed up the world and we're fighting back. It's the Horde. It's gory. It's brutal. It's Gears. It should be. They have a chainsaw attached to their assault rifle. i was a huge gears fan that's why i'm really excited for this and i still love that
3: line when it says uh what was that noise it's just the wind yeah right when was the when did the wind say hostiles to
1: you (laughs) (laughs) um which are you more excited for old man live action or the animated series
3: um, as much as I want to say live-action, animated's got to knock it out of the park.
1: That's what I'm saying. If you're really trying to capture video games, which Netflix does with their animated series, look at The Witcher. Their animated was amazing. First go. That first animated movie. They had a solid idea, and they really ran with it. So I'm really impressed with that. Um, That's exactly what kind of stuff we actually need out there in the uh nerdy realm, Thank you. especially streaming. Because I feel that Netflix is really kind of suffering with their content. There there's not really a lot coming out that gets me excited, you know, on what they have for their service.
0: Katarina will not stand for that. She will disappear. <laughs> Those are fighting words.
1: But old oh, man, what, what do you see? Any kind of is there anything that you have that, that you can save Netflix with? Any sage wise words? Because I just I don't see anything on there really. Well,
3: what content are you saying that it's not there? Because Dead there's to Me is still 20. good. That's the last season for that. Um, there's there's a lot of decent shows. I mean, Ancient Civilization, which you told me to watch. I'm still oh, the Ancient that. Apocalypse. That yeah, was really movie. good. This um, still going the that. It the F one, the F one series is still going yeah. strong on there. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of shows on there, and then it's like Netflix is a comedy haven.
1: Yes, they have a lot, mm-hmm. especially, and they just released a bunch of new comedy too. I guess where I'm more still disappointed is their lack. Thank,
3: thank you. She got you your cup.
1: <laughs> there, there's my. It's the lack of support in animated content. You got so popular with the the amount of anime you've had on there? The new season of Dragon Prince came out. What anime, though? Because that's animation because it's American. What anime has popped out Besides the
3: Cyberpunk series?
1: That was, I mean, we were getting 10 series a year minimum from them until they're like, hey, we're going to stop doing the stuff you like.
2: Probably because they didn't have enough viewership to make it worth it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But all we their
2: anime.
0: More... Sorry, we were expecting more viewers. We're gonna interrupt anime. There. Oh, and here's
1: the thing: they have to put up. Uh, they have to go up against Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is a juggernaut. Maybe they decided there's you know enough
2: what? money to be made for them to not have to jump into that genre, especially if they're not going to give it they the have. care that it deserves. The
1: thing that we're... they did best with their anime is their anime originals. Their anime originals were fantastic you can just pick a netflix anime original and you'll be happy watching it especially if you're an anime fan probably mainly if you're an anime fan
0: if you're a fan of watching nature documentaries you're not going to find it so interesting
1: i mean maybe not
2: i liked wednesday i was never
1: a big adams family fan so that's why i haven't really you don't have to be wanted to click on it
2: i don't think you have to be i think we could it's part for me um for the Wednesday show is the casting of Morticia and Gomez. People ship that relationship so hard. The biggest thing is the chemistry between those two actors. And although Catherine Zeta-Jones is absolutely stunning as Morticia and um, Raul, oh gosh, no, that's not his name.
0: We'll the guy Raul. that they
2: cast to play Gomez. Good. It's
0: a good name,
2: bro. Whose <laughs> name I can't remember. Raul. Yeah, Guzman. Luis Guzman. Raul. There's yeah. Luis Guzman. Uh, Luis Guzman. He is a great he is a great Gomez. Mm-hmm. Especially he's more comic accurate um than yep. other uh, actors that have been cast to play the role. There is no chemistry between those two actors. So
1: it's like a real life. Hollywood relationship, and
2: that's a shame. Well, they're not in a lot of the show. The show's about Wednesday, so you don't see them too much. But when they do make an appearance, and they're interacting with each other,
1: what about Thursday and Friday? It was their big thing, though, is that they were very, very attracted. Now, the one thing I did see—people
2: ship that relationship, but like, you know, I don't want this. I want this. I want a Morticia and Gomez because of the passion between the two of them, and they have a very healthy relationship. I and in much- this, the, the, that passion just isn't there.
1: I would much rather people say they want a Morticia and Gomez relationship rather than a Joker and Harley relationship, okay?
2: Yeah, that pisses me off.
1: Cause those people are like, I need my Harlequin. Like, mm, you really don't know what you're saying.
2: A lot of people are attracted to toxic relationships.
1: Well, th- yeah, no, I mean.
2: Doesn't Joker just fucking die?
1: um he he dies a lot but
0: (laughs) many many times he's like a cat
1: except with more lies the thing with joker is that he is his relationship with harley quinn has been very highlighted in um uh her show harley quinn which was really great but also um mad love that comic i gotta Mm -hmm. get around to finishing that but like that's one of the quintessential like great harley quinn comics in there and there's a lot of stuff just between that in that batman world that you know if you can really play loose with um a lot of stuff that you can have fun with too so i'm interested to see what's gonna come up out of that with the whole dc anyone situation.
2: who says that they want that kind of relationship has never watched or consumed anything that details their relationship even if you watch and if so
1: that shit like Dang suicide
2: squad you psychiatric know psychiatric care
1: like that's a bad relationship she fell from a that helicopter is- like i mean old man how many of how many of your exes have you pushed from a helicopter not wanted to more than once not wanted to and more than once yes the answer is i can
2: back that up he he totally has
1: like i said the answer is zero but wanted to good answer we won't we won't we'll just leave that a question mark it's probably easier um plausible deniability (laughs) like the plausible deniability of hitting that subscribe button right in the center and right where i am that is gonna be the <laughs> That's gonna be all <laughs> of the Triforce podcast in a playlist. That's you off something fierce. Man. Right for you. And right where Katarina is is going to be the very best purge hangers and wall hangers video for you. And of course, like and comment below. Our podcast doesn't end until we hear our main man Connor say Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs>